Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Dishonomics podcast. I hope you've had a good february so far i hope you have a good week ladies hopefully you get your your gifts your flowers your teddy bears your dinner dates or whatever have you made this valentine's week and hopefully um all the sports lovers enjoy the super bowl i'm recording this before the super bowl hopefully the chiefs win anyway this week's episode is an interesting one we're going to the realm of sport and i'm joined by my guy who works in finance but he's also a podcaster for touch and fracas and make united great also known as Mugger, and also a freelance writer for um, for football, my boy Elijah, and we spoke about Manchester City. This week, City dominated the news with regards to the Premier League dropping a bombshell on their head tops. They have got over a hundred charges with regards to their financial conduct. They've got more charges than flipping El Chapo, bro. So what's the gist? Well, City for years have been accused of financial doping. There are financial regulations put in place from UEFA, from the Premier League, and they claim that this is to stop situations where football clubs can tank under bad ownership, where some owners may spend too much to compete and in that excessive spending, run up debts that essentially pam the clubs into the dust right so these rules are set up to guard against that some may argue these rules are set up to kind of keep the top clubs atop probably a bit of both anyway so what Manchester City have done which we're going to discuss with my boy Elijah is effectively what well, allegedly but I don't think it's alleged I think it's painfully obvious they've inflated their revenue and they have deflated their costs enabling them to gain competitive advantage as you listen to this pod you're going to find out this is this is even this is beyond football what they've been accused of is beyond just cheating the football is enter the realm of financial fraud so yeah me and elijah discussing why city should get their titles taken lego hi guys mxm and listen to the dysonomics podcast because it's late elijah say something hello 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 
Okay, perfect. Special guest. I think this is probably the first time I've had you on my podcast. Is this the first time I've had you on my pod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sick, sick. Okay, so I'm joined by um, Elijah, a member of the Touchline Fracas, um, Touchline Fracas Boys, Mugger Mafia, Aficionado. What are you saying, Elijah? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So you are a United fan and you also work in finance, I believe, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So just, just making sure people know your credentials when it comes to talking about, <laughs> talk about this stuff so it doesn't sound like hateration. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay, so um, we're here, obviously, to discuss um, this week's news, which was um, the Premier League dropped a bombshell on Man City's head tops as well as the rest of the football world that Man City have been charged with... In fact, over 100... I don't even think El Chapo had over 100 charges. They got hit with 100 charges with regards to financial fair play. Um, Basically, yeah, they're moving mad. So Premier League champions Man City, they were taken over by the Abu Dhabi United group in 2008. And ever since then, they have been blowing money fast, right? So City have been accused of artificially inflating money coming into the club commercially and via sponsorship deals as well as artificially deflating the expenditure. So basically, they're just, long story short, they're cooking the books. They're just cooking the books so they can continue to blow money fast and gain a competitive advantage. That is the accusations by the Premier League. And I might want to say allegedly. I don't even want to say allegedly because I've been accusing them. Me, yourself, uh, Mead, we've been accusing City quite heavily for years. So Elijah, so what was your first thoughts when you first saw the news? Um... My first thoughts was that um, finally, because this case, the Premier League have been investigating for the last four years. But to be fair to the Premier League, I don't really blame them because one of the charges against Man City was the fact that they weren't cooperating with the investigation, which is actually what they got found guilty of. At. So when they, when people say their um, UEFA ban got overruled. Well, actually, they most of it was time barred, but the thing they did get found guilty of was the fact that they weren't co- cooperating with UEFA in terms of the investigation. So the fact of the matter is they've done it again to the to the Premier League. They got taken to, to, to the High Court about it as well. And then e- even after being found guilty of that, the Premier League have still charged them with non-cooperation for the last two seasons, even after that. So the fact of the matter is the Premier League have been trying to investigate them for the past four years. And I feel like, there might be a bit of like outside pressure to them deciding now to charge them because of the whole um mm. in the, um uh due to with the white paper in the government but it's been high time that this has happened because the the charges that is so like the amount of charges that they have is absolutely insane and to to, to be perfectly honest with you like from what i've read because this is a this has all been out since like 2018 since um, the the, um, the Spiegel leaks. Um, so I feel like the Premier League have tried their best to investigate and I feel like now they've just decided, yeah, now's the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, you touched on a lot of points. I was interested. Usually when people ain't cooperating with an investigation, that's not the best sign of their perceived innocence in, yeah. that, in that thing. So, yeah, it does make sense that the investigation took so long. And also, you're looking at a bunch of accounting, a bunch of documentation. And obviously, if City are, are um, do you know what I mean, um, breaking the rules, 
they're not going to make it obvious in their books. They're going to try their best to hide it. Um, so it's going to take a very, very high level of forensic accounting to do so. Of so course. not surprised it took Premier League so, so long. You you mentioned a few interesting um, points. You mentioned uh, the government white paper, which has caused some concern and suspicion from Manchester City. They believe that this is a... The, the timing is interesting. They wasn't even yeah. they weren't even given advance warning. The Premier League literally just dropped the statement on their head, so they found out when we did. So they believe yeah. that it, it's kind of like part of political pressure to kind of have stronger regulation in football. So for the audience, could you give a bit more detail about this white paper uh, regarding the government and football? So essentially, because of the whole Super League fiasco, the government ha- have wanted football to intervene in terms of they are trying to make it so there are government laws so that football is regulated in a more formal fashion, shall I say? Yeah. So what um, what's happening is that there's been pressure for there to be like an independent adjudicator for football. And obviously Man City feel like the Premier League have, have done this to say we can do this by ourselves. We have the ability to we we have the ability to assess our own clubs and hand out the appropriate punishment basically so it, it feels like this is this is more this is more than a statement against man city this is a statement of the premier league showing the fact that they are an independent body that can govern themselves without the need of an independent adjudicator because the premier league don't really want that because it feels like that's Having government involvement in a competitive sport is a does sound a bit weird, but the the relationship between the country and football is un, is understandable. Like we we saw it with the with the Super League, with the fact that the day after the government, the the, the prime minister was talking about uh, liaison with every sporting body to make sure that the Super League wasn't going to happen, and it was essentially the pressure from the fans in England that basically made the Super League go bust so um, I, I understand from my city's point of view that they feel like they're being made an example of but they they, they feel like that because it's them but really truly from what the charges are and the, the, the evidence that I've seen I mean it's just high time that this is this has had to happen to be honest yeah yeah it, it's, it's been pending it's been pending and they managed to they managed to bust case somewhat um, in 2018, like I was even reading, I'm rereading some of the details earlier today from the D Spiegel um, um, leaks, which was super interesting. And obviously, in 2018, they were essentially banned. Well, initially, sorry, initially banned for two years from European competition. But remember, I'm not sure if people remember like the video of City with 8,000 lawyers, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> they man had all types of lawyers. You know, these are like the best in their field, bro. And yeah, they managed to, they took it to um, the court of arbitration and um, Cass, and they managed to actually get that suspension um, removed. But like, that was just like the beginning of this because we've seen a lot of the the details come out of some of these sponsorships and it is crazy. So for those who aren't too familiar, whether you're a non-football fan wondering why this matters or a football fan, but you don't really understand um, why this is an issue, what the actual issue is. So Elijah, can you explain to them what FFP is um, in as, lame, as much layman terms as possible and why City wanted to kind of avoid FFP? So essentially, FFP was brought about because 
basically teams were going bust because football was it was it was basically a bit like a cowboys arena where owners were coming in spending what they want and then some were spending more money they didn't have and then clubs were going down with the with the owner losing the money we saw it with like west ham um portsmouth liverpool like even like man united right now the situation that they are in is because of the fact that they were they, they were they were able to be bought with that mass amount of debt. So essentially, football decided that there needs to be financial fair play where there were basically two pillars that were integral, where the fact that people had to be paid paid on time and, and you could not run a massive amount of losses. And these were integral to be able to compete in European competition. So that was what UEFA brought in as financial fair play. And then the Premier League brought in their own financial fair play rules, which were more, which which were easier. So essentially, with UEFA, you were able to run up about 30 million, 30 million euros of debt. With the Premier League, it was about 105 million of debt over the course of three seasons for both. But essentially, financial fair play was brought in to make sure that clubs were being run properly financially and essentially to bring some order to the to the boardroom. As a byproduct of that, it the rules kind of looked like they were trying to ensure that um rich owners weren't able to come in and just spend their way to way to the top, which is essentially why Man City wanted to flout these rules essentially because they felt like it was unfair to them because in in their eyes, they weren't going to be the owners where they were going to take man, they, 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 they were going to take man's city down in terms of making like basically making them go bust. So essentially, they thought it was unfair to have these rules put put in to essentially to kind of stop them. So financial fair play, even though um, there are a lot of crit critics of it because essentially they're, they're saying a team like Man, Man United with like millions of debt are not punished whereas someone, someone like Man City who essentially what the owners have done at Man City is essentially changed that whole club around the surrounding area the amount of money they've put in they've actually done a, an amazing thing for the football club but they felt like they were being punished and then teams like Man United who essentially who are basically drowning in debt weren't being punished enough. So there, there are cons and pros. But at the end of the day, if you look at FFP before COVID, by by like 2019, the collective debt around the collective losses around Europe had basically disappeared, and that was essentially thanks to FFP. Since COVID, I mean, it changed the whole landscape. But yeah. I feel like. So now that now that that they are even changing FFP slightly, but that's a that's a different conversation. But yeah, okay. So you articulated greatly what FFP is and why um, it kind of disadvantages a club like Manchester City. So the reason why people, um, well, why Man City are in the crosshairs because of course they had to adhere to these um, rules, right? But they're not um historically established club like for for like Manchester United, Bayern Munich, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, where these are household names, brands 
that have been around for decades upon decades. And once you're a established brand, you're going to have established deals. Like I know um, Bayern have been long been associated with Adidas. Um, I think they got Audi. You have all these massive brands, Manchester United with, um, was it was it Chevron or was it Chevron? Before? Chevrolet. Chevrolet, sorry. Chevrolet, DHL. I remember Hublot was a big sponsor. Cadbury. Like there's, there's so many big brands pumping money upon, some millions upon millions of pounds into these into these football clubs, right? Because they're massive, they're just massive beacons of advertisement for your brand, right? So naturally yeah. a club like Manchester City, they can't compete because they don't have the same level of brand equity as these clubs. So they don't, they're going to be able to make the commercial money to the same degree as other of, of their competitors, right? And so, and obviously they can't just use direct investment from the owners. It doesn't count towards FFP. So, yeah. so if as an owner, I put in five billion into my football club, FAP don't count that money. So I can't just use that towards my my uh, my profit and loss. However, money that I obtained via my business activities, such as sponsorships, uh, TV deals, um, money from the stadium, so but like people buying season tickets and so on and so forth, that money does count. So for Man City to bridge that gap, they need to basically not. Um, basically, it's just sim- simple. It's so similar to how people um, judge taxes, right? You look at your profit, you look at your revenue and you look at your costs, right? They want yep. to boost their revenue as much as possible. So they, they need to have the best sponsorship deals possible, which they artificially inflated. Every day I'm seeing, yo, this new Qatari company or Abu Dhabi company sponsoring <laughs> Man City. I'm like, who's this company? Why have they given Man City a billion euros over five years? And then obviously you want to reduce your cost as much as possible. So that way your um, your number is is as high as possible so that enables you to spend to, to compete. And that is what Manchester City did, right? They deflated their costs and they inflated their sponsorship. Like when I was reading some of the stuff, like when they said one of their sponsors, yeah, <laughs> they had no products, no current products, no history of staff and their mailbox was linked to London, but it's meant to be a company from the Middle East. Bro, they were even, tr- they were hiding in plain sight. That is what I found hilarious. And it was so obvious from day one. I mean, like some of the stuff I've read, like, so you you spoke about the fact that they were deflating costs. So, so apparently there was, there was this, uh, there was this like third party company that Man City sold their players' image rights to. So essentially, they sold, they sold, sold, sold it to them as a price and then they would be paying the players' image rights for them. Well, when they looked into the company, they saw that it was essentially set up by Man City. <laughs> the owner himself was paying money into that company. So essentially, they got revenue from selling their own image rights to themselves <laughs> and paying the players' image rights through that com- com- company as well. I mean, stuff like that. Like people, people think this is just about them flouting football rules. This is financial crime. Like yeah. this is actual legit crime. This is actual crime. Like this is ridiculous. Like for like for example, their deal with um, um Etihad. It, I think they signed a deal where it was worth sixty eight million from the emails in the Spiegel. Apparently over like a, a period of three years, only 8 million came from the actual company. The rest was from direct investment from the owner 
into Etihad, which which was then paid to Man City. Like this is actually illegal. You cannot just put money into a club and say it is revenue. That's that is that is financial fraud. Like <laughs> it is that this is the reason why it's such big news because this is a club where they have done things that you see in like like the wolf of wall street like, yeah, this is, bro. <laughs> like people don't understand how insane what they've done is like like the fact is there was, there was even a time where man city lost the FA Cup final and then on the email they said oh we're the we will still get the sponsors to pay us a, a bonus for winning the FA Cup like, like you like if in a contract it says you have to co- complete this to get this money, you you have to do it to get this money. Otherwise, in in audit they will say like that is illegal, and that is essentially what Matt and Z have done. They found every way possible to make sure they get as much money to basically pass FFP, and the way they've done it is through Ill- illegal financial crime, and it is just insane. It's actually just insane. Like the amount of things. The different charges. These are charges from 2009-10. Like this is, in terms of like actual what the, like the financial crime they've done, it spans over nine seasons. Like this is nine seasons of inflating your revenue and deflate, deflating your costs. Whether it be through player wages, manager wages, sponsorships, it's just like. Yeah, it's it's actually insane, and like that's that's not even like they've had. Also, in the charge as well, there is a charge for um, paying youth players to move because obviously things like that it promotes like it could promote like um um human trafficking. So yeah. like that's that's the reason why there's real protection around youth players and things like that. So you see where that Man City, because Man City think they are able to do all these things, it runs into actual both financial crime to like like very morally illicit things. So it's just like it's just the amount of things they've been charged with, and if they are found, I mean that they will definitely be be found guilty of the lack of cooperation. But if they're found guilty of Anything to do with inflating cost, you know, inflating revenue and deflating cost, there needs to be serious sanctions against them. Bro, they were paying agent fees via their third party company. Like, they were finding every way possible to drug the system. And I don't think people are... Um, and you know what? I do not blame people for yeah. not understanding because you're thinking, well, it's the owner's money. It's not really that deep. But it, because obviously people aren't as... They're not... They don't work in this field, and obviously, this has been covered by football people. I don't think people yeah. think understanding how badly they are breaking actual. They're, they're legit breaking not just the the, the football laws. They're breaking yeah. actual laws, yeah, actual financial laws. And then then you add in the moral, the morally, um, the morally fugazi part of it is when it comes to the human trafficking, which is quite strong, but it it comes across that way with the players. And the fact yeah. that they are gaining a ridiculous competitive advantage over everybody else in the Premier League. 
because everybody exactly. else in Premier League is adhering to these rules, which they have done for 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 decade upon decade. One minute for like two decades. Well, Premier League's like three decades old, but just adhering to these rules. And here's City committing financial crime and winning four out of six Premier League titles whilst buying all of our players. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's, so yeah, like it's it's crazy, bro. Like I think, um, the, the, like so the thing is with me is like outside of the fact that they're breaking the laws, it's just that if they are found guilty, it's going to be such a big, so it's going to be such a big problem because in like the last 10, 10 years, it's like, like since 2009, 10, I believe like they've finished inside the top two, like 10 out of 12 times or mm. something crazy like that. And that's just the top two. They've finished in the Champions League e- each time. So it's like, for example, for a team that finished fifth, the money that they lost out on Bro. because because Mazzy were able to get into the Champions League, that is actual money lost from them. Like Matt, Man Man City breaking the rules has actually taken money out of other people's pocket. It has maybe lost my managers' jobs. It has maybe had players sold and things like that. Like this is, it, it has essentially changed the course of history. Like in so many ways and you can't get that back yeah like i'm thinking i'm thinking clubs could could, could potentially sue for loss yeah. of earnings because city first of all like you you from prize money to the revenue you'd have made in the Champions League. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure certain clubs have certain conditions with sponsors, like if they make Champions League. I know United did with with Adidas. Like, yeah. that makes such a big difference. So, like, the final part I want to get onto is, like, what we believe the punishment should be and what, what do we reckon it will be. So when I was reading up, like, when it comes to the Premier League, the potential for, like, the tariffs that they can in, impose on Man City... It's essentially limitless. It could be anywhere between, yo, you man, you get fined this amount to, okay, points deductions or trophies rescinded. So like they can rescind um, their Premier League honours depending on um, throughout the duration of time. You said this is from 2019 to 2018. They've won a bag of honours then. Yep. Or up until like, which is probably the most... um, harsh of the of the crimes um not crimes of the punishments they could be expelled from the premier league like yeah these are these are all things like that are on the table right what do you think should happen like if if you were in charge what would you impose so for me i feel like i think one of the most important things is just protecting the integrity of the competition and because this is a club that has honestly like they have tried to distinguish that with with what they've done i i feel like it's important that those towels are stripped i'm i'm not sure about if it should be given to other clubs because at the end of the day as much as it might be the right thing to do to those clubs they're not going to be able to get those titles back in terms of actually winning a title you you can't get that feeling back Mm. but i i do feel like they should be stripped but but then again the They've won what six or five? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've won the, the, uh, in that period. Oh, I know they, they definitely won their first one under Pep in that period, and they won one under Pellegrini, one under Mancini. But, yeah. So if if it's just investigated from two thousand and nine to twenty eighteen, yeah. So then it will be four. But if it's the whole time yeah. period up until today, it's six because Pep's won four, yeah. and Pellegrini and Mancini won a, one each. 
so i mean it's just like me personally i just i feel like they should take take it away but i'm not sure if if they will because you just can't have a half a decade of just an asterisk saying yeah yeah, but i mean they basically broke the rules and then you can't you can give it to second place but i mean i'm not sure if that that that's what they will do and but for me i think different titles the right thing to do i feel like the second most important thing is the fact of the loss of revenue to other clubs Mm -hmm. people are speaking about a fine i feel like in that fine money should go to clubs such as for example Leicester, who missed out on the Champions League two 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 years in rows by Hamish and Chris. If if Man City weren't weren't there, they would have got Champions League money. But people say um, the hypotheticals and stuff like that. At the end of the day, they actually did finish finish fifth. And if Man City are found guilty of of doing these crimes, they are in that 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 they are in a false position. Therefore, Leicester. Most likely would have got gotten that, that that money, which for a club like Leicester, it is a lot of yeah. money. Yeah, a lot of money. So like, people are speaking about um, Man United and Liverpool losing out on the title. The big the big losers here are the teams that finished fifth and sixth. So like uh, uh, Arsenal, for example, that there was one year where they finished fifth by by, by, by a point. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure West Ham finished fifth one year. Was it fifth or they finished yeah. sixth? They finished sixth. Oh, yeah, they finished, yeah, yeah sixth. in um 2015 16. Yeah, but so, so that's so, where, like, even that season, Man City finished fourth and Man United. We lost on goal difference, didn't it? Yeah, we did again on, on goal difference. So, there are so many clubs that have been affected by this. I feel like a part of the fine has to go go to a contribution, and the the extent of which they, they, they are found guilty, I feel, will it will depend, it will. Sway the decision on whether it goes, whether it's a points deduction or expulsion. But I mean, even expulsion. Um, I, I mean, what if you're expelled, but then they're expelled like to what the championship and they're promoted again the next season? It's like that's not much of a punishment eh? yeah. anyway. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it, obviously it is a punishment because obviously it's bad for the reputation. Yeah. They're not in the Premier League, so that, so that loss of revenue from being in the Premier League and the Champions League is bad. But obviously, you know they're gonna go straight back up. But exactly. I, yeah, like I think punishment. I feel like I agree with everything you're saying. And this is not from a obviously I'm a Manchester United fan, but when it comes to this type of stuff, I'm I'm extremely objective. I believe they should be fined severely. I'm talking. I'm talking like several hundreds, seven hundreds of millions. I believe that money should be there. Should be the obviously the loss of earnings to the clubs that missed out to Man City, as well as money to probably um, assist like the lower league clubs. Who there's so many clubs that are going through so much stuff. Like this is this could be yeah. a good time to use fine money to kind of keep the integrity of the game. Uh, yeah. Definitely points. If you're not, I think they should be expelled. And whilst they've been expelled, I feel they should have a points deduction as well. Yeah. I feel they should be there should be a points deduction for them inside. I think that's what happened to Juventus if I remember correctly. Juventus got Juventus got relegated and they had a points deduction. They still got promoted because they bland they bland Serie B, but there should be a points deduction, definitely. And if you're not going to expel them, I want a severe points deduction. I'm talking 25 to 30 points. Titles has to be stripped. I think points deduction and titles being stripped is 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 with that should be like non-negotiable. You cannot morally gain such compa- compa- competitive advantage as well as breaking 
financial rules and not be punished to its severity. Because if this was a company, people like people could go to jail for this. People can yeah. go to jail. And I, I know Lewis from Touchy Gooners and Touchy Africans wants Pep in jail. <laughs> I think that might be yes, that's too far. Hey, have you seen the things Pep has been saying? Pep is uh, losing that, his mind, bro. Pep was I, saying, is it our fault that Gerard slipped? I feel like the thing is, the thing is with that is that as much as what, what City have done is wrong, what Pep has done for Man City, like you cannot, he, he probably feel, feels like if they found guilty, you're basically taken away all his work and yeah they, but he's gonna have to hold that, that. i'm sorry he's gonna yeah, have to hold that I mean, what, 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 did, what did he what did he think when he he was able to come in and buy two fullbacks of 50 million pounds each and then buy claudio brown for 70 million oh you're us like, okay you're gone ellison come in for 50 bro what, what do you think was going on nah he's an educated brother man he was in on it too bro i know pep was in the, i know pep was in the, in the in the zoom meetings cooking the books as well man yeah he can hold that as well bro I, it's, it's so like, like the, like the extent of the rule breaking is, is actually so like even just speaking about it now, it's actually so insane what they have done. Joy, like, it's not actually it's mad, but when you actually start talking about it, you start to realize like how it is, crazy it is, bro. Like, like, like for like for example, we've seen war wars happen recently with FTX. This is essentially like, like they're both as the. The, 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 they are both sides of the same coin. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same what these companies are doing. Like, the, there was mass hysteria over what happened at FTX. There should be, if the thing is, they are going to go investigate with a in the independent commission. They 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 are going to look over the, the Premier League's findings and then come to a decision about the sanctions. And then I, I believe Man Man are able to appeal. And that is the furthest it can go. It can't go to the court yeah. of the situation because I feel like apparently it's in the laws of the Premier League where um, it it can't go to there. Yeah, God did. Also, also, nothing is time barred bar as well, which is essentially why they were able to get away with a lot of what they've been accused of mm. with UEFA because another thing, another thing with UEFA is the fact that um, they felt a pressure to charge them quickly because mm. these... They had been punished before about this, but with the new evidence, UEFA essentially punished them again. But essentially, because they've been punished before, I think Cass decided um, a lot of it was time barred. So only the only the offences past a certain point were able to be looked at, and and for for the rest of that stuff, I don't believe UEFA had enough evidence. So essentially, a lot of it was able to be bypassed. I, I don't believe that will be a problem for the Premier League because. These offenses basically dating back, essentially the first full season where these guys bought, bought Masi is when they started these offenses, and mm. that's what. And they they they'll be investigated for every season for nine seasons after that, and then even with the cooperation laws, they are even be, they have even been charged with a lack of cooperation this season and for the last six years. So I mean. It's, listen, it, it, see, man, listen, don't let us extend the investigation to 2022, bro. We'll extend uh, it as well. That, you, you, you know what? That's the thing because for me, it's like if they are found guilty of all this time, their financial statements in terms of the revenue they're getting now has to be looked at because, of course, because at the same time, 
the revenue they get now from from sponsorships, it was from a fake base. So like, of course, when you sign a new contract, you will increase the deal. So if you're starting from a artificial base of saying, ah, oh, we are getting 67 million from this sponsor, but really most of that is coming from your owner. And then they're saying, ah, oh, because we signed this new sponsorship, we're going to increase it by like 20 million. These things have to be investigated. So even for me, I feel like even if they are if they are found guilty, I still feel like more charges can be brought against them. And there are even concerns that if they are found guilty, UEFA can go back to Cass and say, can we please investigate them again? Because yeah, yeah. So that, yeah you UEFA might come get a lick back, bro. Exactly. So that is another problem in like this. So even when people say that... Um, it's not going to be over for a long time. In, in, this might rumble on for years, but the extent of the charges, um, they, if anything is found to be con- like con- true, they, ha- they have to be expelled. They have to be punished severely because this is just like, this is insanity. Like, it's actual insanity. Okay, cool. And to round up, Elijah, if you had to guess what was going to happen, what do you think is going to happen? It's difficult. It's, you know what, it's actually difficult to say because we aren't privy to the evidence that the Premier League has. Um, so I believe if the, so, for me, the two, the the three biggest charges are the fact of inflating revenue with sports with sponsorship, deflating costs by hiding image rights player wages, manager, manager wages, and um, the, the lack of co- cooperation and just essentially breaking financial crime. Like those, I said free, but kind of breaking the financial crime and the lack of cooperation, I basically band together in terms of just like boardroom mm-hmm. nonsense. So essentially, if they are found guilty of those three things, um, I don't think the Premier League can just stop at a fine. They have to be, it has to be a point deduction or expulsion from the league. Um, but I mean, like, like I said before, essentially the Premier League can punish them from a five million fine to essentially everything we spoke about before. So, I mean, hopefully, um, just from the evidence that I've seen, I believe they should definitely be stripped of titles, expulsion or points deduction, and a heavy, heavy fine, like a fine, a fine that is tantamount to a year's, a year of their fake revenue. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they're going to be left no choice but to deal with them heavily. The only thing that's kind of stopping me thinking that. Uh, titles can get stripped is because then it kind of puts like a black hole in the recent history of the Premier League yeah. um, that's the only thing and I feel like but again this is independent this is actual shit it's independent um, if it was just the Premier League doing it maybe not actually no do you know what I think they might get everything I think they might get a full whack I think the yeah. only thing that might not happen is maybe not expulsion I feel like I feel like a point deduction is guaranteed a fine is guaranteed and I think they'll get title stripped that's my guess but hopefully yeah. it's the full whack but yeah man Elijah where can people find you? Your your you you do a lot of written work, especially when it comes to football. Where can people find your work? Um, so um, I think right now I I 
freelance um, in terms of Metro Course for Man United. I freelance with 442, Gibby Sport, and other independent football websites. Um, you can find me on um, the Touchline Tracker website as well with with podcasts and, and articles, of course. We spoke about Momoko as well. Um, yeah. So um, it is Alec Farm Scripto A A L I Q U A M S C R I P T O dot WordPress.com where I have blogs about the Super League, the um, Project Big Picture and, and things like that. Um, so yeah. Okay, Elijah, thank you. You've been a legend. Thank you, man. No, no worries. Sports Social Podcast Network.